G'day, humans. What's good work? Chris Funder here with Freddy's Alex for another edition of Wrestling on Style. Alex, how you going, mate? I'm doing good, man. We were just having a discussion uh, before recording about the weather at the moment, and I'm so angry at you. It's 10 o'clock in the morning where you are, and it's 21. Six degrees here. <laughs> yes, uh, Alex is sitting by a nice uh, open fire. Got his Uggs on. I, I literally do have Uggs. Uh, I've got Mockies anyway. I've got a pair of pink Mockies that Eliza got me. Ugg, Ugg, Ugg. Ugg, Ugg. Yeah, oh, wait, that's the next show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, any sort of big wrestling news that you saw or any interesting stories? Oh, man. Um, i seen you shared a nice one with me before we went on air. <laughs> oh, the um, May at the Post Office? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> the, the Australian branch of the Post Office, I guess you could say. <laughs> yes. So, um, as some of the listeners might know, I am a figure collector, and sometimes you got to make a bit of room, so you've got to sell a couple of things here and there. So I went down the post office to send off a figure I'd sold. And without thinking about it, I just grabbed the first beanie I had nearby because, like I said, it is bloody cold. And at that point in time, it was like four degrees. And and I put it on and I walk into the post office and the lady goes, oh, are you an employee of Australia Post? I was like, no, why? She goes... Oh, your beanie. And I realized I grabbed my post-wrestling beanie, or toque as they call it, and it is a red-trimmed gray beanie, which is pretty much the exact colors of Australia Post as well. And in big block letters on the edge of it, it says Post. So I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't wear this one when I walk into the post office anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> uh, just getting that recognition for post wrestling worldwide <laughs> yeah well they asked oh well then what what's that beanie for and i was like oh it's a podcast called post wrestling <laughs> tell your kids <laughs> <laughs> uh man yeah uh bit of lighthearted fun there i suppose you should touch on this briefly have you ever been to any of the comic uh, gaming sort of geeky conventions that are held in Australia? I have not. And mm. it's it's not from a lack of not wanting to go. I think in the last, like, since COVID, like, I've become more immersed in that sort of culture. Just, like, sitting at home watching a heap of Marvel movies and DC stuff and all that sort of stuff. So I feel like when the world opens, it's something I'd be more open to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you might want to reconsider a particular con. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the only reason I'm bringing it up here is because uh, Australian wrestling company AWF is also affiliated with this con. So over the past weekend at uh, Supernova in Sydney, they allowed a booth to run with... Uh, how to put this politely, uh, Nazi propaganda, 
anti uh anti gay community anti non white people stuff oh dear well i'd be screwed um, uh, as uh eliza always says to me alex you, you look at you and it's hard to figure out exactly what you are but you can definitely tell by looking at you you're not white <laughs> yeah <laughs> She says that with love, to be fair. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I, I get, like, confused with, like, people will be like, oh, are you, like, Greek or, or are you part Maori or something? Just because they can't see past the big frame part. I'm like, no, I'm actually half petite Asian. <laughs> um, I'm... I'm I'm half I'm half he- heavy set truck driver, half potato Asian. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Well, that's a whole another story for a whole another conversation, like in an after <laughs> after hour show. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't think I'd be exactly welcome at that con. So thanks for the heads up. <laughs> um, yeah, there is a lot if you search up uh, Supernova, especially on Twitter. Uh, a lot of the community, uh, the Congoing community, has spoken out about it. Um, basically, when you set up a booth on Friday, you're supposed to um, be inspected by the people running the con before the doors open. Now, yeah. uh, Sydney Nova is a three-day con. Do you want to take a guess how long it took them to remove this booth? Uh Say so doors open Friday guess. afternoon and the con ends Sunday evening. Well, they should be shut down by about Friday afternoon. But judging by the tone of this story you're telling, I'm guessing it's a bit later than that. Not just a bit. In fact, a lot. About Sunday afternoon, they were ejected from the con. Oh, my God. What the hell? Yeah, and the only reason I'm bringing this up to you is because Marvel are a big sponsor of this con, and many others. Yeah. Yeah, and like I've seen before, like JXT's wrestled at Supernova for AWF. Um, Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. That's just disgusting. So where is the statement that they actually issue if it hasn't been removed again uh so where is it here we are from supernova comic-con and gaming uh twitter which their bio reads australia's biggest and best pop culture expo so uh the tweet uh 11.41 a.m., uh, Sunday the 20th of June, 2021, and reads as follows. Hi, everyone. We wanted to provide an update regarding a particular exib- uh, exhibitor that was presented yesterday. We thoroughly investigated the matter, and with the assistance of the information provided by the attendees overnight, and the exhibitor was subsequently removed from the event, uh, continues on to say in a uh, second tweet, 
Earlier this morning, with security present, this kind of behaviour is unacceptable. We thank you for bringing this to our attention. I mean, that's probably the bare minimum of what you can do, I guess. But uh, it's just disgusting, man. Uh, yeah, it is not nice. I don't know if there's any photos going around still. I noticed a lot were. It's just not the time or removed. It's just not the time or place for those sort of vendors, whether it's their side of the coin or the other side of the coin. It's just about like being a nerd and like checking out comic stuff. Like, doesn't matter your beliefs. That's probably not the right place to do it because you're going to upset anyone. Uh, you're going to upset someone no matter what side of the coin you're on. Yeah. Uh, I've found a photo, so I've sent that through to you now. And sort of. Zoom in and see on that, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so uh, not nice. Uh. So, yeah, anyone who's out there goes to these uh, cons. We need to, if we want to see change from the people running it, we need to speak with our worlds. We need to uh, not attend Supernova. We need to attend these other cons that will not allow this to happen, like a Oz Comic Con, like a Mad Van Anime Fest, like a uh, PAX even, which is uh, uh, in, happening in October in Melbourne. Yeah. If, if there's anyone out there listening to this and they attended Supernova and have any like stories about their interaction or their thoughts on when they stumbled across this hit us up i'd love to talk to you about it yeah yeah exactly and anyone within the australian wrestling community uh we saw with dominoes last night people were messaging dominoes tagging them on social media going are you going to still be affiliated with supernova and they've since put out a statement that they're reviewing it at least and I think us as the wrestling community should uh, tag AWF and see if they're going to continue running. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that's just absolutely disgusting, man. Yeah. So sorry to sort of end the news portion on a bit of a, a sour note, but uh, it is why we're here and we do have this platform and I think we should um, use it for good. Yeah. Uh, as one uh, Tox Farley would say, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did uh, put out a brief thing on uh, Twitter just basically saying that I have attended in the past in Brisbane and Gold Coast. And yeah. just, yeah, this is unacceptable. I'm not going again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there have been various other stories going back a few years um now i will say this myself and my friends who have attended supernova have always had a good time and those other stories seem to 
sort of come and go. There wasn't a massive groundswell behind those. Not to discredit anyone who said anything in the past, I'd always ask my friends and they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's never happened to us. So um, there's enough photo proof of this happening. There's enough recorded document of people bringing this to Supernova's attention on Friday. So hopefully either change happens or the Supernova is no more. One of the two needs to happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, that being said, because, yeah, that relates back to wrestling through AWF out of Sydney when they do their national tour. Should we uh, talk more the week in wrestling? Yeah, let's go for it. Now, did you watch any Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW, New Japan, anything like that? I did not. Uh, I did my usual bare minimum this week. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Uh, now, did you see the news regarding uh, AEW? Uh, which bit of news? Oh, uh, going they're going to New York. Yeah, going to New York. Um, at a tennis arena, uh, Asher something arena. I can't remember the full name, but I think like those sort of tennis centers are actually like really perfectly set up for wrestling. They're more set up than the basketball stadiums, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, just like. You can easily just slap a small stage in a ring where the court is, and then you've got the crowd already set up all around that. It's perfectly set up for for wrestling, so I think it's a great idea, and it's not something we see often. Yeah, I did comment on the um, the post wrestling guys news update saying that um, when WWE tours Australia doing the um, live shows, they play out of. Uh, Rod Laver Arena, which is the venue used for the Australian Open. Yeah. So it'll be sort of, if anyone's ever gone to a WWE Live at, um, I think, Rod Laver Arena. I'm not sure if Acer Arena is the tennis arena in Sydney or not. But yeah, if you've been to Rod Laver Arena, uh, it'll be sort of like this with AEW in New York. Yeah, exactly. Um and uh, the, I've and it, seen so many different wrestlers compete at Rod Laver Arena over the years. Like, I've seen Nathan Jones wrestle there. I've seen the <laughs> Road Warriors. I've seen John Cena. I've seen CM Punk. I've seen, yeah, I've seen Dennis, not Dennis Rodman. I've seen Mr. Perfect. Bloody hell. Like, you name him, I've seen him. <laughs> and Rod Laver. I haven't, but friend of the show, Warwick Thompson's seen Taker at Rod Laver. I've only seen Taker at the G. Um, yeah, so, like, e- every time I've been to Rod Laver Arena to watch wrestling, if you're not on the floor, you got the best seat on the house. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's, it's so great for that. There's been times where I've sat, like, with Warwick, right up as far back as you could go, as high up as you can go, and it was probably the best possible seat you could get because you could literally see everything and you're not too far away. Yeah, because those stadiums were built in the 
the 90s and renovated in the 2000s as part of the Commonwealth Games. Um, yeah. So they're, they're not like the um, Wembley, uh, not Wembley, um, Wimbledon. So they do, they're um, designed so everyone has an unobstructed view of um, Centre Court. Yeah. And it's not like um, a concert there where the stage is going to be up one end and you're sort of only staring up that end. And if you're at the far end, you don't have a good view as the near end. It's um, pretty much everywhere in the house will have a good view of wrestling. Yeah, pretty much. It's if you're not on the floor level, you got a great seat for wrestling in a tennis arena. Um, and if you're going to be in the floor level, you got to be like the first two or three rows. But yeah, I think when I went for NXT Oz row three, yeah, out of memory, yeah, against yes. the hard cam, you can see me. So you've seen show. bloody. Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe in a cage match in that arena. No, that was at um, that was the arena next to it. That was Margaret Court Arena because the same night Keith Urban was playing at Rod Laver Arena. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've never been inside that arena, but I've been to the one next to it. And yeah, um, even going to like the concession stands um, during one of the matches you still have a great view of the entire um, ring in that. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I think that was it. Oh, and New Japan has confirmed a date for the um, stadium show now. Do you know the date of that? I have no idea. I'm pretty behind on my New Japan news. Yeah, it is. I I heard something about the Good Brothers are coming. But I don't know if that was just rumour or if that was announced. So the Grand Slam in Tokyo Dome is Saturday, July 17th, about a month's time. Yeah. Uh, English video will follow at a later date, but they are doing live Japanese commentary. To me, the commentary doesn't matter because the in-ring is so good with New Japan. Yeah. I understand it's a problem (laughs) for some, but... yeah. And um, I am some on that <laughs> particular, yeah. But watching the um, a lot of the Kazunya Road tour and uh, like other house level type shows, it's just like, yeah, no, I can sort of skip this if there's no tournament attached to it. I'll just check the dates for the Japanese Olympics because that's still going ahead while they're in a state of emergency. How I don't know. Yeah. I I do like the Olympics, so <laughs> I will watch some. Oh yeah. Um let's see. I like that, that is the... still calling it Tokyo twenty twenty, by the way. <laughs> so it is a about a week after that dome show will be the start of the Olympics. Yeah. Dome show. Oh my goodness. They're going to be oh running Corrick, <laughs> Corrick and Hall once, twice, at least three times they've announced to run Corrick and Hall during the Olympics as part of Summer Struggle 2021 tour. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Corrick and Hall in Tokyo is probably the right call. But yeah. you're not getting a whole influx of international people. and if 
uh, local Fanta allowed at the Olympics. I don't know how you're going to go these free nights for um for local Japanese fans to attend New Japan. But then again, speaking, I don't know how big of a crossover there is between the Olympics and uh, a uh, New Japan audience. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see that happen. Um, yeah, should we just move on to, to results now away from both general news and wrestling news? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we go opening the uh, Raw. There we go. We have a singles match of Nikki Cross defeats Charlotte via countout after seven minutes. John Morrison defeats Jeff Hardley in under five minutes. Then Jeff Hardley defeats Cedric Alexander in under five minutes. Naomi is defeated by the debuting Eva Marie managing Piper Niven. Yeah, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, the tag team of RK Bro, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle defeat New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. In a non-title match, Rhea Ripley defeats Asuka in 11 minutes. Alexa Bliss defeats Night Jacks by DQ. Uh, Riker defeats Elias by countout. Didn't he defeat him the week before? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated AJ Styles with Omos via DQ. And then in the main event... <laughs> Uh, Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar defeat AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, and Omos. Um, better than last week? Yeah, it was. Um, but it know, wasn't a high bar to jump. Yeah, if you ate a sandwich with a turd in it, and then the next week you only got piss in it, <laughs> it it's it's better, but. Still not what you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you heard the rumour name change of Piper Niven? Oh, it was something ridiculous. It sounded like a new-gen Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. It was like Do something or... Yeah, because... Uh, who was it? Sean Ross Sapp, I seen, posted it. I want to see if I can find it again. Um. Yeah, do you want to touch on the match there while I look this up? Yeah, uh, in case anyone didn't know, Piper Niven's Scottish, so uh, of course they had to make her come out with a kilt. Just absolute laziness. Um, You got your commentators being like, oh, who is this person? We have no idea who this person is. Yeah, it's only someone that's been under contract for, like, the last five years for WWE. They and, don't you know, watch NXT UK. Yeah, like... Uh, Corey Graves before has been like, oh, like when Pete Dunne showed up, oh, that's NXT UK's Pete Dunne, the bruiser weight, blah, blah, blah. So why couldn't he have just done that this time? And it turns out probably because that's not her name anymore, I guess. But, oh. Here you um, are. I'll send this through to you just so I can get your on-air reaction as you read this out. All right. <laughs> because it is ridiculous. I am. Um, 
listened to RBR and they talked about it, but I just can't remember the ridiculous name. Dewdrop. <laughs> Dewdrop. What? D O U D R O P. Yeah, what? that's how I would have pronounced it, unless you're going to go do what drop? But I don't know. Dow drop? Do I drop? Do I maybe drop? You, maybe you add a little French je ne sais quoi onto it and do I drop? Do I drop? It sounds like eau de perfume. Yeah. <laughs> do I drop? Oh, uh, man. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's a real bad name. It sounds, like I said earlier, like a new generation Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do drop. <laughs> well, it'd be a water type. Make it water fighting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it it could be like a like the dew off a plant. So it could be like a grass water hybrid. <laughs> oh my god, we're putting. Way more thought into this than WWE <laughs> did. Yeah. Oh, bring back Pokemon. Make that popular again, people. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll try my best if that'll make you happy. Actually, um, complete sidetrack, but I uh, recently found my Game Boy Advance. Uh, not my Game Boy Advance, my Nintendo 3DS, and it had a heap of Game Boy Advance games on it. So I was yeah. playing Pokemon uh, Leaf Green or something the other day, which was fun. <laughs> Who was your starter? Uh, I decided to do something no one ever does, and I started with Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> and how'd that go for you? Uh, not great, because my my rival chose Charmander, so my very first battle we lost. Uh, my rival, I decided to name him Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's the most ridiculous, like, Ocker name to give to your rival on Pokemon? It was either Graham, Wayne, or Warren. And we went with Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so weird. Uh, we're, we're gonna have to do a outside of the ring on Pokemon video games. <laughs> uh, I never had any growing up. Oh, I always man. stole my brother's ones, and he'd be like, "Here, go and just play. Just go and fight a bunch of Magikarp fishing for half an hour, and level this guy up for me, and then trade him back." <laughs> <laughs> I yes. remember. I remember you guys had um. <laughs> WrestleMania 2000 on the Game Boy, I'm pretty sure. I found that the other day. I found that oh, on, a, really? um, on an emulator. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't a good Game Boy game. No. The wrestling Game Boy games sucked. <laughs> wrestling games in general. In that era, not often. Oh, I mean currently. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they show now footage of the new AEW video game. This week. Does it look good? Yeah. Yeah, they showed Darby doing a heap of stuff. It looked pretty cool. Does it look sort of like, um, uh, what's the word? Like uh, Fire Pro Wrestling or? It, it it looks very like trying to be lifelike, like a sim sort of style, like like a 2K sort of thing visually. 
Let's hope. Let's hope not functionally, but. Well, it's supposed to be done by um, Ukes, isn't it? Yes, yes, which is very exciting. Um, yeah, some of the footage they had, like um, Darby Allen, like doing some coffin drops and all that sort of stuff. Oh, wow, it does look yeah. uh, pretty impressive yeah. there. Yeah, look at the Darby one. Okay. Darby Allen. Yeah, because that other one you just had a look at was from the initial reveal trailer, which they said might not be exactly how the final product looks. Ah, ads. I hate ads. We don't like ads. It's pretty realistic if this is what they're going for. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they're going to show the in-ring stuff in this video. Yeah, there you go. I'd say it's just fine, generic wrestler there, but it yeah, does look pretty good. Yeah, oh, like... Cough drop. <laughs> yeah, that springboard. Oh, yeah, they are yikes. Oh, they've changed their logo on the um the AEW bit there to match yeah. AEW's... Um, color scheme oh, oh that's awesome actually i didn't even notice that last time i watched it yeah so they've, uh, uh, i'm i'm very excited goldie. about it yeah yeah i'm i'm excited honestly i'll probably get it give it a go yeah what do you, what console do you have at the moment uh just a ps4 awesome if we both get that then we can play yeah and then you can beat me again like old times yeah <laughs> I, I don't know. We might have to do a wrestling Oz style live stream of it or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Now, overall, thumbs down still, Raw, but you're better than last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I admire the improvements, but everyone seems to be under the consensus that they're just waiting for the crowds to turn up. Nothing interesting is going to happen until the crowds are here. Well, the crowds aren't going to buy tickets if they're not providing anything interesting. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Do something cool so the crowds buy the tickets, but maybe everyone's just been locked up in their homes for so long that they'll just fork out money to see anything in a live crowd setting. Yeah, that's true too. Okay, um, from there, NXT on uh, Tuesday, we go to tag team match to kick things off. Breezango, Tyler Breeze, and Fandango defeated Imperium. Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Yeah, this should not have happened. Uh, I am quite a Breezango mark from way back, and I've... Always loved Tyler Breeze, but I agree. Yeah. A Cruiserweight Championship match of Kashida defeating Trey Baxter. Tag team match of the big, uh, was it? The big lady cool, Raquel Gonzalez, NXT champion. And the heartbreak kick, Dakota Kai defeating Katie, uh, Kaden Carter and Casey Canzaro. A tornado tag team match of Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa defeating the Grizzled Young veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson. 
in uh, about 20 minutes for your main event there. Uh, four matches, but a lot of um, outside the ring implications this week. Yeah. Um, Willie Regal wants to hang up the boots as the authority. And then next thing you know, out comes Big Joe. And old yeah. Joe says um, he doesn't want to take over William Regal's job. In fact, he wants to be the enforcer. They're pretty much doing the old um, Stone Cold as GM gimmick with Samoa Joe. Uh, Samoa Joe cannot physically touch anyone unless he is physically provoked first. There was a bit of an altercation backstage where Adam Cole shoved Samoa Joe and Joe choked out Cole. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Uh I look forward to seeing where this goes with Joe. Um, If he can't wrestle, I think we've said it before, WWE is the best place for him to be if he can't wrestle. Yeah. um, We didn't even think of him being NXT manager because Regal is so good in that role. Um, But yeah, as a coach in the Performance Center, as a commentator, as a manager, but as an authority figure, yeah, I think he'll have a good presence there if he does take over from Regal, be it uh, as face or heel. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anything else you want to touch on, or do you want to touch on our girl, Dakota? Man, it's um, it's so funny how, like, yeah, I, I made the joke all those months ago, big lady cool and heartbreak kick. But, like, their storyline is exactly playing out like Sean and Diesel. <laughs> like, Sean didn't win the world title first. Diesel did. Sean had to sort of, like, be like, yeah, that's the champ. Yeah, that's my mate. He's the champ. But secretly, I really want that title. <laughs> I think that's exactly where we're going to go in the long term with these two. Yeah, that's I- what I was thinking the other day too i was thinking and going no sean didn't hold the title first diesel did and that's what caused the tension yeah yeah and then it eventually led to wrestlemania 11 where diesel beat sean and uh diesel had uh pamela anderson in his corner and sean had jenny mccarthy or vice versa um, <laughs> but what's in jimmy galray was there to greet him when they arrived at the building Yes, yes, he was. Uh, actually, was uh, we should we should uh, review WrestleMania Eleven, the, the like shittest WrestleMania of all time. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, who would you say would be like the Razor Ramon in the women's division in NXT right now? Yeah. Um, so who's Raquel's? Like so, Raquel's Diesel. So oh my god, we're doing another thing, except for yeah. rebooking it for a different generation with the women. Yeah. So <laughs> it's um, the click. So Dakota's Sean, right? So who's Dakota's like Sean's best rival at that time was Razor. Who's Dakota's best rival? Would you say Tegan Knox is Razor Ramon? 
Yeah, I'd say Tegan. Yeah. So I look forward to uh, one day on AEW, <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez and Tegan Knox rock up. Tegan Knox has a microphone. You know who I who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Then you'd have Tony being like um a good friend of uh Dakota as your so, triple H. Yes, yes. So who's who's the one, two, three kid? <laughs> who's that young up and comer? Yeah. Would you oh. say Indie? <laughs> I would love to say Indie, yeah. That Indie's your kid. Like one day, yeah. Um in Indy's going to jump over to AEW, but then oh, who would be the Hulk Hogan in AEW to turn heel? Um, the women's she, division of um, AEW. Sheeta, tur- Sheeta turns heel to to join up with um, Gonzalez and Dakota. Eventually, Indy jo- jumps over, and then, but then uh, Sheeta says that Indy couldn't cut the mustard, brother. So then. Indy gets fired from AEW, and then one day on NXT, <laughs> Tony Storm's in the ring, and she goes, oh. "Well, now that uh, now that Dakota's gone, I needed to form an army. I need to look to to my blood. I need to look to the click." And then out comes Indy Hartwell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, man. I love doing that sort of stuff. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Gotta look to your blood. Oh, man. It's so, so (laughs) Triple H. (laughs) Gotta look to the click. Oh, man. That that promo, though. Hang on. Where is old Oh, he's over there on the desk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thumbs up, NXT. Whilst the... Uh, matches were lacking in number. They were good this week. Uh, questionable result with Imperium, but... Maybe there's a bigger story to play. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe there's a, a bigger story to be had there where they're going to have a trios match against Breezango and someone, and Walter joins Imperium for that well, to destroy them all. They're down a member now, aren't they? Why? Alexander Wolf got released. Was he in Imperium? Yeah. Oh, he was too. No, was was he released? Yeah, like a few weeks back. He's been doing a heap of shoot interviews talking about how all the promises that was made to him for sanity and stuff like that. Oh, okay then. Yeah. Uh, when they did the NXT releases, which aren't as public. Oh, yeah, he's freelancer now. Yeah. It's like my age. Well, there you go. <laughs> Still um, hope for you, mate. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe they got rid of him, and now that um, they're all in NXT and Thatcher's in NXT, they can challenge Chumper and Thatcher, and Thatcher will turn his back on Chumper, turn Chumper face, turning Imperium heel, and you have Thatcher in there as a fourth member because that's basic. Uh, ring comp from uh, WXW. That'd how do be I great. Know this? Yeah, how how do you know your <laughs> WXW history? But I have no idea. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure Killer Kelly was in that as well. She was, yeah. Uh, Rinka. Who is Christian Michael Jacob? I have no idea. Uh, it's someone who's still in Germany. Jacoby, Christian Jacoby. Uh, Axel Dieter German <laughs> Junior. Isn't that Alexander Wolf? I'm pretty sure it is. That's uh, Marcel Bartel. Oh, okay. I know it's one of them. Walter. Veit Muller, I think. Uh, another I German wrestler. Pretty sure that... um. Yeah, because there was that one um, blood sport where Killer Kelly came out wearing a Rigenkampf jacket. Maybe she was just trained by Walter and that's why she wears it. Yeah, maybe. Trainer, WXW Academy. Okay. Uh, teams. No listed teams. Yeah, so that's probably why she wore it, because she's been trained by Walter. Yeah. Uh, also, I've been watching some of Killer Kelly on Twitch. She, okay. she reviews Dark Side of the Ring on there. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm up to date on all of them via nefarious means, but I doubt you've seen any yet. Yeah, I still need to catch up on season three because SBS Viceland did not broadcast yet. No, they did recently change the picture on... SBS on demand from a picture of Owen Hart to a picture of Brian Pillman, which means season soon. three, season three is coming real soon. Okay. Well, at this point, I might as well just wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have to do a special review on just just the Nick Gage episode. Thank you. <laughs> I could probably reach out to somebody <laughs> to see if they want to provide some insight on that one. Oh, okay. Uh, now, where was I? I'll just bring this up on a separate tab and see if I can see. I know she did the um, the He Who Shall Not Be Named ones, but she did another one too that I was watching. Oh, she did the New Jack one. She did the New Jack one and we were all, I was watching that along. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so she was watching the, the New Jack one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, NXT, I thought this was a great improvement from the go-home. A great improvement from bloody TakeOver as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good work, NXT. Stay good. Maybe put this much stakes into your TakeOver next time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, Friday, did you have time for lay off the smack of down because you know your role? I was ready to shut my mouth and uh, here comes the pain. <laughs> I, thought yeah. we're, I thought we're just me- mentioning SmackDown video games now. <laughs> I was going more so for the rocks lines, but shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, know your role and shut your mouth. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we kicked off with a tag team match of Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz defeating Big E and Kevin Owens. 
battle for the crown match of Shinsuke Nakamura with Rick Bogues defeating King Corbin. Oh. oh I'll get there. <laughs> Universal title Hell in a Cell match because can't happen on Hell in a Cell. Of Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman, the champion, defeating Dominic's father, Rey Mysterio. Um, all right, let's talk about what else is listed here that I had no idea about. Scroll, scroll down. Two dark match reports. Yeah. There was a dark match with Dolph Ziggler versus Karrion Cross, and a dark match with Bronson Reed and Robert Roode. Yeah, yeah, very that's, interesting. That's intriguing. There is a draft meant to be coming up soon. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm 50-50 on their drafts. I'm more excited for our draft. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should do a uh, Brutus Ultimate Game Show special and we try to do our own brand split for the WWE <laughs> with our own draft of the WWE roster. I'll just ring you up and you can do it on air with me as I play bloody WWE 2K19 universe. <laughs> yep. You're like, oh, no, he's cancelled, fire him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be about 25% of that roster, um, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I need to look into that. <laughs> yeah, um, Hell in a Cell on a SmackDown. What did you think? Yeah, SmackDown's doing this weird thing now where it's pay-per-view. SmackDown pay-per-view match, named of the pay-per-view, where they did uh, SmackDown WrestleMania had the Battle Royale. Uh, I don't think SmackDown Backlash did anything. No, because then it would have to be SmackDown WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, and for those keeping up with Fugs, no, I'm not calling my Backlash WrestleMania Backlash. Oh, man, I totally would. Just... <laughs> Just to annoy you, I would have. <laughs> so what was your first show this year? Uh, of oh, the, did, the Fugs I, calendar, what was your January show? I did uh, WCW NWO Revenge. Okay, so WCW NWO uh, Starcade Revenge. <laughs> no, no, Starcade Revenge. Starcade Revenge, yep. <laughs> Yep. Um, oh, that actually works, though. <laughs> <laughs> it does, strangely enough. Yep. But continuing on here, uh, good, good match I thought in the uh, the main event slot here of the show. Roman, as this head of the table character, is still delivering. Ray being sort of this sympathetic baby face. Um, in his career, he's not really challenged that much for a world title, at least. He's been like up in that mix in multi-man matches, but yeah, he's outside, had, he's, he's had, had a couple of world title runs, but his, but generally, like he's not often in the picture. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's one yeah. of those guys who you think is a world contender, but is um better, better known for not being in that role. Better being in the IC US or even tag role. Yeah. Um. They had an awesome spot in this match where Roman powerbombed Ray to the outside into the side of the cell from the inside of the ring, which was clearly like a spot 
where they had a crash pad ready and all that sort of stuff like do all all those sort of gimmicks before you go back to a live crowd which is good yeah um but yeah i really enjoyed this main event ray and reigns uh yeah i thought this was great yeah i completely agree now you know what i think is not great what Giving Shinsuke Nakamura the King of the Ring crown. I don't know. The first time I ever watched a Shinsuke Nakamura match, he came out with a crown on. Yes, I will agree <laughs> to that. It is a good look for him. He However, looks really cool with a crown on his head. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, him doing a King of the Ring gimmick is going to go one of three ways. He's going to make it work for him. They're going to book him as well as they did Corbin as King of the Ring. Or the third option, because he's not American, they're going to do some racist, stereotype, emperor-type thing. Also very likely. Yeah, that's why I bring that up, because it is this company. What was the last thing they did that was really questionable like that? I know with Nakamura, it was the no-speak English. Yeah. But they did something else really recent as well with um, one of the uh, wrestlers of... Um, Akira Tozawa? Yeah, that as well. But I was thinking just more in general, maybe one of the African-American wrestlers. Um, or Yeah, I know there was something big that happened a few months ago, but my brain is just not... You're not talking about the Apollo gimmick, are you? That might have been it when it was first brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was it when it was first brought up, but it has been handled quite well in the weeks following its initial debut. Yeah. Um, Yeah, thumbs up. SmackDown, you did good this week, I thought. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a great episode of SmackDown. Uh, my only concern is seeing where Nakamura is going to go following this. Uh, my only concern is how much uh, shaved Otis looks like friend of the show, Warwick Thompson, and it gives me creepy vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't touch on Otis. What happened there with Otis? You might as well bring it up now. Yeah, he just uh, beat the crap out of Angelo Dawkins. And, yeah, he's got no beard now, and I hate it. <laughs> it's not flattering. <laughs> no, it's not uh, really flattering on the big guy, is it? No, no. Um, yeah, and he just does this stoic, like, blank look on his face stare the whole time, too. Yeah. Um. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, well, I suppose, speaking of that, we could talk about the mighty don't kneel. Oh, wait, no, we can't because they weren't on air again. <laughs> None of them were. Oh, you got one of them had a dark match, at least. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> okay, uh, how about, did you make time for 205 Live? I I didn't this week. I saw highlights of the one match I would probably watch. <laughs> but, but your boy. 
Yeah, yeah. I just ran out of time this week. Uh, fair enough. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched the uh, the match in question. It is Grayson Waller defeats Asha Hale, and uh, following that, Eichmann Juro defeated Tony Nice. This is this show. Yeah, I'm going to say it every time because this is velocity. This is main event. This is superstars. There is no champion that even bothers turning up on this show. No. At least when Liguero Del, Del Fantasma uh, had Santos Escobar as interim cruiserweight champion. Um, oh, I can't think of the other guys' names. Uh, DJZ. Joaquin Wild and, and Raul uh, Mendoza. Yeah. Yeah. When they when he had the title, those two guys were constantly showing up on here with um tag matches or singles matches, and Santos would occasionally appear ringside or commentary with the belt. So the champion was still present on the show. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know where that's going. Uh, side point: Kashida saying he wanted to leave New Japan because he wasn't going to be uh, moved out of the junior heavyweight division, comes to WWE, has spent most of his time in the cruiserweight division. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> because I think if he had stayed there, he left before the uh, AEW, before the Elite left, didn't he? Yeah. So if he had stayed there, he would have actually. He would have been gone. elevated up. Yeah. Or I mean, he he would have got elevated up before like Will Osprey did. Yeah, I I completely think so because I'm just trying to think. All the all elite guys left in um uh 2019, start 2019. So the Dome show was their last show, and then they're like, "No, you're not doing New Year's Dash." Yeah, which to be fair enough, if they're under contract and they go and announce this and then pretty much give away all the results yeah yeah you sort of know where that uh happens where are your time in new japan so you leave new japan when oh so you left at the same time yeah so his last show was um road to new beginning uh where he defeated hiroshi tanahashi on January 26th. So he left the same he month. He beat Tanahashi on his way out. <laughs> yeah, because they probably thought he's going to be a big thing in WWE. And because he's all, like a lifelong guy in New Japan, they probably wanted to do the right thing by him. But yeah, he probably put in his notice before those guys and had signed with WWE before those guys. Yeah. And then those guys are like, hey, we're leaving too. And Kishi's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grayson Walker this guy uh, for those who aren't aware on audio the former PWA uh, wrestler Matty Warburg uh, part of the babes so this guy has skyrocketed in the space of what four months he's been signed he's been on air as a backstage like security he's been actually out in the ring as security he's been one of those uh, geeks that gets beaten up by somebody in a higher profile. He's had dark matches. 
He's had a match on 205 Live. He's had two weeks and two wins. This is very shocking for a guy to come in from the other side of the world. And for us Aussies, yes, Warburg does have a big profile here. But if you asked some of the Canadian audience who uh, might listen to like Sunday's night's main event or Up Next or Post or uh, The Observer, they probably don't know who this guy is. No way. No way so at all. That's why it's shocking for me to see this guy getting elevated so quickly. Yeah, they see something in him. They have to. Because Vinky's still there doing nothing, who's not injured. You've got uh, Fawn Slapjack, who's on SmackDown doing nothing unless he's on main event at the moment. You've got uh, Vidot, who's doing nothing at the moment. You've got, yeah, and that's just the Aussies and Kiwi contingent that are there at the moment. And then you've got all the others who aren't doing anything. Like at the moment, the Aussie, only other Aussie male who's regularly on TV is um, Bronson Reed, who's the North American champ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Terra 55 is what it is. However, having an Aussie on there, like when Buddy was on there all the time, oh, Buddy got released. Yeah. Sad. Where's my title? Well, it's still over there. <laughs> but um yeah, this is good. I hope that if he does build up a bit of a win streak on here like um Mansoor did on main event, he got up to fifty or something, and then they brought him onto law onto Raw and like beat him in three weeks. Yeah. Just like Charlotte's undefeated pay per view streak. They had her lose at fast lane and then face Asuka at WrestleMania. Or yeah. something, and it's just like you, you idiots. Why would you not have her win and then have the two undefeated women go head to head at WrestleMania where one has to win? Exactly. Uh, yeah, 2055 is what it is. Uh, this match, thumbs up, go support Aussie wrestling or Aussie wrestlers. Exactly, man. Yeah, I, I still will go back and watch it in full. Just because, yeah, I'm a Wahlberg boy. I'm going to struggle to get used to Grayson Waller, but, <laughs> yeah. Do do the um, do the Brandon Walker thing, but instead say Grayson Waller. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Grayson Waller, and I'm going to knock your brains out. <laughs> Ah, uh, so good. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? He showed up on Impact this year. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he had a one-off, like, appearance sort of thing to celebrate James Storm's 1,000th match in Impact. wonder if they'll do a, a, a special of James Storm's one match in NXT. Yeah. I'm sure he had um, more, but it feels like one. Was it against Joe or was it... Yeah, it was Joe, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, you're going to make me look it up, aren't you? Yeah, probably. Okay, (laughs) hang on. I'll look up the Killer Queen himself. (laughs) I'll never not pop for that. (laughs) Put it on some merch, damn it. 
2015. Uh, Danny Birch. Defeated Danny Birch and then appeared again on December 2nd episode, defeating Adam Rose. Opted not to sign in return. In return for... Uh, in favour of returning to TNA for a beer money run. Yeah. Which then led to Bobby Roode going, hey, there's a space open in NXT. See ya. Yeah. Uh, the crazy thing is that, um, what was it? AJ Styles' theme song was meant to be for James Storm. Yeah, and uh, what the Southern Boys won. Yeah. We don't want none. We don't want none. Yeah, and there was another We're one about... Southern um, boys getting no respect. Ain't nobody gonna something this redneck. <laughs> there was also that story about um, how Nakamura's music was meant for Bobby Roode and vice versa. Yeah, like Glorious was meant to be for Shinsuke, which is... Ah, he would have made it work. Yeah. We should do more TNA shows. I mean, they're the company everyone loves to pick on, but deep down we love them. Yeah, I've I've got one in mind already for a future review. More lockdown? No, I, I was thinking the first ever episode of Impact on Spike, which is on YouTube for free. Ooh, that does sound good. Okay, should we get to uh, Dynamite on Friday again? Yeah. This time slot is deaf. Yeah. Because, like, for you, it's probably all right because it's lunchtime if you don't have anything on. Yeah, which was not the case this week where I did have something on, so it kind of sucked. So <laughs> by the time I get home, have dinner, uh, like, freshen up after work, it's like 8 o'clock, two hours of SmackDown, and then two hours of this, it's like midnight, and then I've got work the next day. It's like, no, go back to Wednesday, goddammit. Just put it live on the bloody BR app and whatever the second channel is of TNT and bang. Yeah. Uh, I think they've got one more week of Fridays and then their first non-Friday after the NBA, they're on the road. Well, I think uh, this coming week will be a Sunday for us. What? Yeah, they're going to be on Saturday. So advertising it on this, on the most recent Dynamites. It's the return of Saturday Night Dynamite. Uh, the 20s. Hang on. I'll bring up the calendar here. Oh, crap. It is going to be Sunday. Well, I guess that's some good news. At least it's not the same day as SmackDown. I guess, and I think, like, I don't know, having a sleep in and watching Dynamite on a Sunday morning will be pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. Uh, now, shall we get to the uh, the results here? Yeah, let's do it. So, MMA rules cage match of Jake Hager with Chris Jericho defeats Wardlow with Sean Spears by referee's decision. A two-on-one handicap match of the men on the year Keep going to say men on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop, there it is. Oh, men for hire. 
Yeah. I we sad that they brought in the wrong Arn Anderson to debut on this episode of Dynamite. It should have been Camby Anderson instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the long lost son. Uh, so, Men of the Year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky defeat Darby Allen. A singles match of Orange Cassidy with Chuck Taylor, Chris Datlander, and Trent defeat Cesar Benoni with J.D. Drake, Peter Avalon, and Ryan Namath. Brock Anderson and Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson defeat The Factory, Aaron Solo, and QT Marshall with Nick Camaretto in their corner. A singles match of Penelope Ford defeats Julia Hart, who had Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison in her corner. Every match, they mention Julia Hart, not affiliated to the Hearts of Calgary. You kind of have to, though. You kind of have to. But Especially surely, when you've got her hanging out with Pillman. <laughs> but surely, as a wrestler, you would look up that name and go, hmm, maybe I should put an E in there, or maybe I should change it to two Ts or something <laughs> not hard. Hey, this is a company that has, like, two pages and two cages and... <laughs> You know, like, yeah, th- they're not picky about names here. They're not like the WWE where, like, oh, we can't have two Shanes. Yeah, what happened with that? Well, uh... We got Graham. We got Gregory Helms out of that. Uh, Graham Helms, that would have been better. <laughs> uh, I... Six-man tag team match of the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Matt Jackson with Brandon Cutler in their corner, defeating Eddie Kingston, Frankie Kazarian, and Penta Elzira Miedo with Alex Abrahamites. That'll do. In their corner. Uh, what did you think? Um, I, I actually really enjoyed their MMA cage match with Wardlow and Hager, like them doing the shoot style thing, like. Oh my god! It got a horrible uh, rating on Cage Match here, three point five. But... Yeah, I enjoyed it. Did you think this was um sort of like nineties lines den sort of match, just yeah, in a cage? Of... Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you you know using uh, more modern MMA techniques and stuff like that, like that Superman punch off the cage from Wardlow was great. Like, yeah, I loved this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's the best I've ever seen Jake Hager look in ring um, in a long, long time anyway. Yep. Um, Yeah, I thought this was great for both guys. All the stuff afterwards was fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Brock Anderson seems to be wearing trunks that are like two sizes too big for him. They look real baggy, and he looks like a reject store version of an FTR member. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I cut the a lot of the debuting guys a bit of slack for their looks <laughs> because they are debuting. It's not like, yeah. I don't know, Cody coming out in like his... Baggy pants. His, uh, yeah, his debut <laughs> look on main roster WWE. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Brock looked good. They did a good story of like trying to te- 
tell the story of his inexperience. Like occasionally Brock would get stuck in the wrong corner or he'd put himself on the wrong side of the ring of the tag match and then Cody would have to try to coach him out of it and stuff like that. I thought that was a good story. Um, Overall, this episode of Dynamite didn't do much for me, though. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same, and I wasn't sure if that was just me because of um, watching it at a ridiculous hour rather than coming home on a Thursday, watching it like 4 o'clock, and then it's yeah. done by yeah. 6. Or even watching after dinner on a Thursday night isn't as bad. But Yeah. Yeah, this, this was um, just sort of a fun sideways show for me. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, did you have time for Hell in a Cell? Because I was feeling sick last night. I haven't uh, watched it. Yeah, I um, I watched it with a friend of the show, Warwick Thompson, yesterday. He's like the unofficial third member, isn't he? Yeah, okay. Who's the up. third man? Yeah. <laughs> well, if I'm going to watch wrestling with someone, I'm going to have to give him a shout out. Um, yeah, so we watched it together yesterday. It was a good bit of fun to sort of just hang out and watch wrestling with a friend again. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since I... Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, that song. <laughs> yep. Um, before you ask, I did not watch the kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because the women's tag team champions were in singles action, as we saw. Natalia with Tamina defeat Mandy Rose with Dana Brooke. Yeah, unless I'm watching live, I'm not watching the kickoff anymore. It is it is a waste of time, and unless you hear there's a really great match, it is ultimately pointless because everything they play for the hype videos and that, they play again before every match on the pay-per-view. Yeah. And you are better off waiting until the end of the show, going back, finding the match on VOD if you're interested and watching the match in full in about 10 minutes and then you're done rather than an hour of just, who do you think's going to win tonight? By God, Michael, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, So we go on to the uh, pay-per-view here. Of course, Roman Reigns had his Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown, so he's got the night off, I believe. Or does he? Yes. Yes, okay. he does. <laughs> <laughs> so kicking things off was the SmackDown Women's Championship Hell in a Cell match of Bianca Belair, the champion, versus Bailey. How was this match, Alex? Yeah, I thought this was a good little match. Uh, perhaps dragged a little bit. I think uh, Warwick was into it, but I thought the Bianca Belair hair spots are sort of getting a little overplayed now. Where she's starting to do it a lot more. Yeah, it's just like, oh, Bailey's constantly trying to tie Bianca's hair to the ropes. And then there was some spots where Bianca tied her hair to Bailey's wrist so Bailey could stop trying to run away from her. Uh, So it's exactly what NXT was avoiding. They're going, hey, you can do this. Main roster, let's run this into the ground in three weeks. Yeah, um, it's just played out now. And it gets to the point where you start thinking, hey, this hair thing, if this match was a shoot, 
This hair thing seems to get you in a lot of predicaments in your matches. Why do you still have it? Yeah. That's yeah. true. Um, so Bianca retaining the championship here. Next, uh, a singles match of Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Any thoughts, Alex? Oh, this is a really good match, too. Um, like, what do you expect out of these two? Seth Rollins, um, I think he kind of needed the win here. I think you got to sort of cool off on Cesaro just a little bit, like get let someone get a bit of heat on him before they have a massive blow-off, which I think will probably happen next month. Um, yeah, I thought this was a fun match. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Seth Rollins getting the win there. Sorry, I can't add much um, thoughts. But, um, oh, dear God. <laughs> Alex, you are going to have to run me through this as Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler, and Shayna has Nia Jax and Reginald in her corner. Um, oh, yeah. This is a lot of spoopy bullcrap. Uh, pretty much the finish... Towards the finish, uh, Nia and Reginald try to get involved in the match, and then Alexa sort of raises her hand a little bit and then somehow manages to take control of Nia Jax's body. What? Like Takes control of her? Like, like she went attack Nia? Like... She was able to control her Nia Jax's body with her mind. Oh, so she like hypnotized her or something. Yeah. And she made Nia Jax like slap Reginald and lay him out. And then Nia Jax like starts having a freak out and stuff. And then Alexa beats Shayna. It was bullshit. It was just horrible. Uh, uh, what did Warwick have to say on this match? Um, we were pretty quiet. <laughs> yeah, I think around this time we started having um, something to eat. So I think we we're sort of avoiding this match a little bit, I guess you could say. So you said yeah. Alexa hypnotized Naya. What she pull out like one of those uh, no, magician's she's... coin or did she like um, stare no, into just, her or something? She just like stared at her and raised her hand. Oh, so she stared at her in her eyes and, like, tricked her or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think we're putting way more thought into this than even they did. So I'm going to have to watch this tonight and see how bad it was. Yeah, you're going to. Okay. I don't want to, but just for you, I will. I might. Well, what, if, oh. what if this was, like, a watch-along? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We can do that shortly. <laughs> uh, next was Sammy Zane defeats Kevin Owens in 1241. Yeah, with a bit of a roll up at the end. This was a fun match. Uh, hot take coming, but Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens have chemistry. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I honestly can't recall how often Sammy actually gets the win over Kevin. Like, it's not not that often. Mm. <sighs> no, because for whatever reason, they mostly put Sammy as the heel in WWE when they're feuding. 
Yeah, and um, I thought this was a fun match. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this one. Yeah. Uh, all, all these matches, except one, are pretty good. Like, they're all good matches. That's not my issue with this. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of matches, how about the WWE Raw Women's Championship of Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Rhea's the champion. How did this go? Um, yeah, it was a pretty solid match. Uh, Charlotte Flair wins by DQ after she gets put through a table. So Rhea put her through a table. Yeah. So they're both heels now. No, Rhea was the baby face in this match. Uh, then, 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 why'd she put Charlotte for a table? She was angry at her or something. I don't know. That it got too personal. They just couldn't control themselves, man. It was so dumb. But yeah, the, the baby face, the baby face, shouldn't do that. Well, I don't think Rhea Ripley has been booked as a baby face, as a pure baby face, anyway. Like, she was clearly the heel in the Oscar feud. Yeah. I think she's been booked a bit tweener-ish, which is uh, something Warwick and I sort of discussed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not really sure what the hell they're doing with uh, Rhea, but hooray, another Rhea-Charlotte match, probably, like, table match, or what is the next pay-per-view, actually? Uh, money in the bank. Ladder match or table match, maybe? Yeah, probably not a ladder match, I would assume. It's going to be in front of a live crowd next pay-per-view, which will be good. That'll make it better. Yeah. The the yeah. only complaint I've had between um, WWE and um, NXT, uh, not NXT, WWE and AEW pay-per-views up until the last one. AEW's pay-per-views were still the same length with a limited crowd and towards the end they did drag on a little for me. Yeah. But um, it'll be interesting to see if WWE goes, right, we've got to pack seven hours into this thing because the fans are back. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, following that was the main event of the show for the WWE Championship. Hell in a Cell match of Bobby Lashley, the champion with MVP, and versing Drew McIntyre, where if Drew loses, he can't challenge for the WWE Championship ever again, I think. Was that a step? I didn't even recall them. Or was it just much. when while Bobby was champion? Because I remember you brought this up on last week's rap. Yeah. And they talked about that, and then they didn't really talk about it at all on this pay-per-view from my memory. <laughs> really? So, so I don't even know if it's a thing anymore. Oh, my goodness. Um, how was the match? Awesome. So hard-hitting. Like, both men were cut up, like, bruises and grazes all over them. So many great spots in this match. Um... 
eventually the ref gets taken out by a chair shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Drew, uh, because Bobby ducked or something. I think it was Drew that took him out. And then a ref opens up the cage to try to get in a new ref. And obviously then that's when MVP tries to sneak in and tries to help out Lashley and then, yeah, all sorts of shenanigans. And eventually MVP gets locked inside the cell with both guys and MVP sort of tripped up Drew just as Drew had the match won and then Bobby Lashley beat Drew. Oh, wow. So with uh, MVP's help, which is good storytelling because the whole reason why Drew wanted this match is to keep MVP out of the match. Yep. And then it's like, well, you couldn't even do that, Drew. Uh, so what do you give the pay-per-view here? I give it, like, this was a really well-done bell-to-bell pay-per-view, but nothing interesting or exciting or noteworthy happened. Yeah. Like, nothing changed. Nothing's Nothing worth talking about in the long run. This will be a easily forgotten pay-per-view despite how good most of the matches were. So I'm going to have to give it thumbs in the middle. If anything's remembered, will be the Alexa thing because of how bad it was? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm definitely going to have to check that out now. Um, yeah, I suppose that's uh, all I can't really comment because, yeah, I was, didn't watch that last night. Um. So, anything else to touch on or any, um, is there a pay-per-view this weekend? Please don't say there's a pay-per-view this weekend. I, I don't think not. so. I don't think so. No. <laughs> oh, but instead we've got AEW on Saturday, on Sunday. Yeah, which is all right, I guess. It's all right, I guess. Um, yeah, so. Uh, let's see. New Japan's doing their road to uh, Tokyo Dome show in about a month's time. Ring of Honor is what it is at the moment. <laughs> I don't hear much of them, nor Impact, really. Um, let's see. AEW's continuing along with just Dynamite, as well as their other two shows that are way too long, and hopefully when they're back in front of crowds, they only an hour long and not like here's a two hour episode of Dark yeah because if those shows are around an hour they're a good watch when they're around two hours and it's just his match his match his match his match his match it does become a lot I'd rather just four matches here's a little story bang here we go yep I agree um, so what? where's everything rank in terms of um, AEW's programming hierarchy? So Dynamite's number one. Uh, then what do you have? Elevation, then Dark. So Elevation is the second tier programming. I would assume so, yeah. Then Dark. Yeah. And then, oh my God, we're... Two months until Rampage. 
Well, then Rampage will probably be number two when that starts up. Yeah. When are they moving? Uh, Isn't it in January, I'm pretty sure? January, yep. Yep. And how long's long's Rampage supposed to be? An hour. And is it airing? Oh, that just goes back there. Rampage. It's Fridays at 10, so it's going to air the same time it is currently, uh, as Dynamite has been, I mean, the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to do the best ratings, that's for sure. Because yeah. Dynamite's ratings are in the in the mud at the moment. Who would be winning, Dynamite or, a, uh, Dynamite or NXT? Uh, NXT's winning at the moment. <laughs> If only they had stayed on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't think that would have made a difference. So who gets to go to, like, um, on the road with fans first? Is it AEW or WWE? AEW, I think, by about a week. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that'll be um interesting because they're both in... Uh, Texas around the same time. Yeah, well, th- they're only going to have like, they're not going to have the entire country open up to them to tour with. So they're pr- pretty much going to have to run the same sort of places as each other from time to time, too. Oh. Like, not everything's fully open yet. Fair enough, then. Um, let's see. Where are we? Um, sorry, my brother's just sent me a message about WWE. Uh, Youngest or middlest? Middlest. (laughs) Ah. Now, hang on, I'll see if I can save this and send this to you. That's a bit interesting. I'm not sure if you've heard this one. Okay. Let me go find my phone. (laughs) <laughs> whilst uh, Alex does that it is a, a report from Reddit Squared Circle but it is also from Fightful do you have it open? yeah Vince McMahon and WWE sued for selling stock while failing to disclose collapse of Middle East deals <laughs> mm-hmm. um I guess uh, the Saudi deal came to an end. I guess so. Yeah, that's a that's a bit odd. That's the first time I'm hearing of it. You haven't heard yeah. anything of that over the weekend? No, I haven't at all. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I can't seem to find the article on here, but that's all right. It's just a lot, of, a lot of the Hell and Cell live coverage. It'll be in there somewhere. But, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens with all that. The reports of WWE trying to gain back stock to sell the company and then yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose it has been over a year since they did tour Saudi Arabia, so they may be in breach of that contract. Yeah, that might be it too. Saying to the Prince, no, we don't want to... Uh, 
extend the deal or backdate the deal or who knows what's going on backstage there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I suppose that's a, that's a everything. Um, I look forward to uh, WWE uh, and AEW next week. And are you looking forward to anything outside what we normally talk about? Uh, not really. I'm probably not going to jump out of the box too much next week. That's about it. Yeah. Can we expect a power report? All right. I'll watch power. Awesome. You do that. <laughs> oh, geez. Now, uh, where can the good humans find you? Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. Find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Oz Style, and you can find Chris at... at I'm Chris Funder as well. You can go back, listen to the entire Wrestling Oz Style archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Weekly Wrestling Wrap, Wednesdays on YouTube, and using the RSS feed, found the show notes below for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. You look to your blood. You look to the click. And then out comes Tegan Knox. I don't know how our music goes. And then she just screams out, Make some noise! Tegan Knox, make some noise! They tell you what to do. Tell us what to wear. Yeah. You think yeah, it's better. and then she'll cut a promo like, Sheeta, you said I couldn't cut the mustard. Well, screw you, buddy. And Tony Khan, you better hope Sheeta doesn't stop short or else your head will go straight up her ass. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all I remember from that X-Park promo. <laughs> so what have we got now? We've got... <laughs> We've got an evolution and we've got a, a click. Yeah, I think some of the members sort of cross over as well, which makes well, sense because some of the members of the click and evolution cross over. Well, yeah. one in particular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
little bonus here for those who have stuck around. I'll watch the Alexa Bliss match when we're having lunch. I'm really sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> what the hell was that? It So Alexa flows uh, Shane out of the ring uh, towards the side that the um, hard camera's on. Nine Reginald uh, in front of the commentary desk and uh, Reginald begins to walk around first. Then Nia, and for whatever reason, Nia stops and looks at um, Alexa in the ring. And she doesn't do anything but stare at her, but the camera angles they use make it look like the ring ropes is between each person's eyes. Yeah. And then she lifts up her uh, left hand, Alexa does, so Nia lifts up her right hand, and Reginald's there trying to break her gaze by going... Karate chopping the air rather than just standing in front of her or standing up in the apron to break the case. And then Alexa goes, huh, with her hand. And I goes, wah, with her hand and knocks down Reginald. I love the way you just described everything. And then Reginald's like, hoo, hoo, And then Alexa's like, ha. And then Nia's like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> This was other crap. This this is on level of that because it's a segment and not a match. That Shayna thing from Raw two weeks ago. This has to be seen to be a belief. This is worst feud of the year, worst match. I don't know. Worst segment of the year. I, I don't know. Randy Orton and The Fiend was still this year, man. <laughs> this came after it, after everyone said how bad that was. Yeah, that's the problem. You didn't learn shit from it. <laughs> yeah. This is all the thumbs down. This. Please tell me this is over and they're not going to do this again at Money in the Bank or do Nigel Jacks uh, as a person at Money in the Bank. Just send Alexa away and have her come back as something else because this sucks. Oh, man. Um, so much promise, so little delivered. I don't know if there was much promise to begin with. But Some love... promise, so little delivered. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess promises, there are such things as bad promises, so... Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the bin, yucky, yucky, yuck. Yeah. Thumbs down. Go to hell. Waste of my time. Yep. Go to hell. <laughs> In a cell. <laughs> they, they should bring back Chamber of Horrors for these feuds, though. What, with the fridge? No, that that's House of Horrors. Chamber of Horrors is the uh, steel cage electric chair match from Halloween Havoc. What's the Ambrose match with Mitch the Plant? That was the Ambrose Asylum. I'm talking about 1991 Halloween Havoc. Abdullah the Butcher got put in, strapped into an electric chair after a suplex by the Steiner brothers, and he gets Steiner recliner. And he gets uh, electrocuted on live television. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah, going to sure. have to be a watch along one day, too. Sure. Um, yeah. 
do that. This is this is not working. Like this sucks. Get better, Raw. Just 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 doff whatever this is before it gets to Rhea. Please, I'm begging you. You know that's exactly where it's going, man. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I think that's enough of a bonus. Have fun.